This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? Our Nation News Podcast. My name is Solomon Ali, at Red Nation Hoops on Twitter. And we're here late night, uh, the day before Game 2. And I just rewatched that Game 1. Uh, I, I thought... You know, I want to take some time to get my thoughts together, you know, see the schemes and just kind of see what OKC was doing that first game, see what the Rockets are doing in that first game and give you guys a a better idea of, of, you know, our thoughts, our our analysis on the thing, on stuff. Uh, Here with Forrest Walker at Do Not on Twitter. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Doing good. So um, thoughts off the top of your head on game one? Uh, That one went better than expected. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's number one, right? Yeah, I mean, like, um, I'm not sure if I expect that going forward, but um, it's really encouraging that the Rockets managed to play so well while shooting so poorly from beyond the three point line, and th- that was kind of kind of one of everybody's big keys, right? When we were writing our preview uh, for this series, like, I think, like, I, I asked everybody, "What's an important stat you're going to be watching?" And pretty much everybody, except for I think it was Joshua, everybody picked three point percentage, right? Like, that's that's like uh, the stat that you know it pertains more to the Rockets more than any other team in the NBA. If if they make their threes, they're in a good place. If they don't, they're in a, they're kind of between a rock and a hard place, right? And they still managed to win that game without making their threes, which I thought was really encouraging. Yeah, uh, they were what ten of thirty-three or so. So that's that's not great. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, it's not as bad as it sometimes has been. At the early part of the game, when they were shooting like three for eighteen or something, it was pretty grim looking. But uh, yeah, they 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 hit a little, not even a lot more, just a little bit more of their threes, uh, and then they just totally styled all over the Thunder. Uh, that was a big thing to see that they actually can beat that team without shooting threes particularly well. Though I think a large part of it was that they adapted very well to what was happening. Uh, they they did just go inside a lot more. They decided, well, fine, if you guys are going to prioritize defending a three over everything else, we'll make you pay. Uh, so seeing that they actually have the ability to make them pay is really important. Uh, I, I would be very surprised if another game went that well in this series, but... That's just because that was pretty much the the most one sided outcome you can expect. Yeah, and and I think you'd be naive to kind of expect that going forward. Um, like like I I think the Rockets kind of beat the Thunder at their own game, right? Like they crashed the glass pretty hard, uh, and they they beat the Thunder in that in that aspect, which was pretty surprising because the Thunder are probably the best te- the best rebounding team in basketball this year, um, and. They bit. I mean, like it was pretty simple. That what the, what the Thunder strategy was, right? And I, I don't necessarily think it was a bad strategy, right? It was just like let's cr- let's close out hard on the three point line and let's let uh, let's switch everything. Let's switch every pick and roll with James Harden and let's let him beat us, right? And uh, you know that, that that's a good that's a good you know strategy in theory. Uh, 
in reality, like Harden just might beat you, right? Like, he just beat him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> th- that just might happen, uh, uh, and that's basically what happened for the, for throughout the course of the game. Like he started off the game rough, and and that was because I think he was a little he was a little bit surprised by what the Thunder were doing, right? Like you, they switched they switched every pick and roll, and that's normally not how you guard James Harden, um, and you know like. His shooters weren't available to him, and it felt like I tweeted this during the game. It felt very much like a 2014-15 Rockets, where like um, they defended pretty hard, uh, they crashed the glass hard, and they let Harden control the offense and do everything right. Like th- that's how it felt for, like the first half of that game, um, and they they had like a five point lead going into the second going to the second half, uh, and the and in the third quarter they just kind of ran away with it because. Everything opened up for them inside the paint. Um, Nene and Capella were, you know, flashing for every every dunk imaginable. It was just like that whole game just was a myriad of dunks and layups and dunks and just like and Patrick Beverly like and th- th- like that was like pretty much the best way you could describe that game: dunks and Patrick Beverly, right? Like, yeah, Patrick Beverly was amazing. Uh, <laughs> the fact that the Rockets. Uh, Ops team actually showed the stat comparison between Beverly and uh, Westbrook <laughs> was amazing and hilarious. That's that's the most arrogant season thing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the, the really I think the rebounding, the the incredible like unrelenting offensive rebounding and second chance points that the Rockets had that huge advantage. That's not that that's the one that's like like the biggest outlier to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would be extremely surprised if Ryan Anderson continued to rebound at this level. Yeah, like like that's probably not sustainable, right? Like like that's I would say that's very much something you saw in this first game, and you're probably not going to see for the rest of the series. Uh, I think Mike D'Antoni even hinted at it during the press the post game presser. Uh, he was asked about the rebounds, and he was like, "You know what? Like that's." You know, uh, we got lucky this time, but I mean, our goal is to kind of keep stay even with the Thunder on the boards, uh, and, and we'll have a chance, right? Like, like I don't think he he kind of made it a goal. Uh, I don't think he emphasized uh, beating the Thunder at their own game. I think he, I think that just kind of happened, right? Like, like I don't think that was a game plan at all. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure the Rockets would have liked making their threes, and uh, and it was very much an adjustment on the fly thing, right? Like the the Thunder came out and did something that they haven't done against the Rockets all. Uh, you know, all season series. Right. And, um, and they adjusted accordingly and credit to Mike D'Antoni for doing so. Um, and they attacked every single one of those pick and rolls of James Harden. Um, and it was pretty much a slaughterhouse. Every big that came on to James Harden, like he didn't even like bother trying to shoot, shoot outside jumpers. He just went straight to the basket. Um, and like, like, you know, he had a poor shooting night from behind the arc, but that kind of didn't really matter because like once he got going, rolling, uh, rolling downhill, I mean, it, the floodgates kind of opened up, and then you know the Thunder had to make some hard decisions on, as to whether or not to pack the paint. And when they finally did, you know, his three point shot came back in the fourth quarter. Uh, and yeah, I mean, and, and you made a good point about Patrick Beverly, and Patrick Beverly had a hell of a game. Uh, probably the best game I've ever seen him play in a Rockets uniform. Uh, Twenty one points. Uh, he was amazing from beyond the arc. Did a really great job on on. Uh, on Russell Westbrook, that was a matchup we were we were really looking forward to watch going into this series, and um and and Russ had a bad game, right? And I'm not necessarily sure that's that's all due to Patrick Beverly. I, I do think uh, some of that's just random uh, shooting luck, uh, and I, I think that just kind of happens. But I mean, Patrick Beverly did do a really great job at picking his pocket twice there, 
um, and getting fired up. Like, uh, do, you, do you remember that that GIF where uh, Patrick Beverly looked at the the Rockets crowd and he was just kind of doing that that you know like, <laughs> he did I, the alien I, thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I tweeted something along the lines like, "That's Patrick Beverly if he ever decided to become a motivational speaker, right? Like, he wouldn't just say he wouldn't say anything. He'd just do whatever the hell that was, right? Um, and and it got the crowd really riled up." Uh, God, I I love Patrick Revely, but um, <laughs> and that's pretty much the story of the game. I mean, they really just attacked those pick and rolls. Uh, every switch, like the, Cantor and Adams, had no chance out on an island with James Harden. Um, and the three point line, three point shooting just didn't really matter because Nene and Capella were so great driving to the basket. And Lou Williams, to his credit, did a pretty good job of facilitating and finding those guys. Um. And same with Patrick Beverly. Like there was a there was a play where Cantor and Adams kind of uh, th- there's a great image of this. Like they, he, he squ- they basically squished uh, Patrick Beverly, right? Like and he found yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and he found Capella for the open dunk, and that's kind of like that's kind of the story for the game. Yep, that even when they were just like compressing the Rockets, some <laughs> somebody would get free, and that would be it. <laughs> and th- that was really impressive. Like you could tell that they really, they really did look a lot more engaged than they had since like December, early January, right? Like they, yeah. they were there to win. Like they clearly have been waiting for this the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was nice to see that kind of intensity. Uh, it, it's pretty impressive. They're they're a very chill team normally, but uh, you don't want to make them not chill. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and you, you allude to a great point there. Like everybody looked like they really, they, they were prepared, ready, waiting for this game to, to kind of finally show up on the calendar. Every, everybody knew the Rockets were probably going to play the Thunder about two weeks before the season ended, right? That was the way the the conference was shaking up. Um, the Rockets were firmly locked into that set, that third seed, although they hadn't locked it up yet. It looked like it was it was a pretty long long shot that the Jazz would catch up to them. Uh, I meant that the Clippers would catch up to them, and. Um, and it looked like the the Thunder were locked in that sixth seed, so they kind of knew they were going to play play this under for a while. And uh, I think that contributed to that late that late season malaise that they kind of showed, right? Like there was a lot of games where they just didn't care, uh, and they rested a lot down the stretch. And I think that really helped them. Like Nene looked awesome, like uh, especially in this game. Like he looked so spry. He was dunking like crazy. Uh, he was finishing around the rim. He was. Uh, rebounding uh capella looked awesome like do you remember that one play where capella like fell onto the floor and he basically did a squat and made that ridiculous (laughs) like circus layup like the bigs looked awesome good yeah they didn't even want to give that as a continuation at first and then they're like oh i guess i guess we have to (laughs) he didn't dribble at all here (laughs) and and, and i'll be i didn't think it was continuation at first either and they they showed the replay i'm like yeah that's continuation man like and um and then he got rewarded for it. Like the bigs looked really great, and uh, that's that's kind of like a, a good sign going forward because like uh, you want Nene and Capella to have fresh legs because they're kind of like they're what makes uh, Houston opponents make tough decisions, right? Like you can't um, you can't help, you can't show on James Harden pick and roll on on James Harden's pick and rolls because then you got to worry about Clint Capella and Nene flashing in for a dunk. And you can't uh, leave the shooters because, I mean, they're shooters, right? And you can't leave James Harden because he's James Harden. And that's kind of what Billy Donovan was talking about after the game. He was like, like with this with this Rockets team, you kind of have to pick your poison, right? And 
the thun- the Thunder definitely picked their poison. They avoided a three point shot, and I th- I thought that was a um I don't think it was a ridiculous strategy at all. Like, like there there are a lot of people killing the Thunder for this, and I I think um I think you can kill them for not adjusting in the second half, but I I, I think it was a decent strategy. They just backfired because um Patrick Beverly went off and uh, the the bigs were just like awesome in the paint. Like I I got and they out rebounded the Thunder. The thunder. Like you can't really kill them for going with that strategy, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, and they, they got to figure out who they can and can't play somehow. Uh, and it's Cantor. Yeah, <laughs> can't did, play Cantor. Did, 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 yeah, did you see that one like video of uh, Billy Donovan at the bench and he like he yeah, kind of ma- said it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just, just said, said can't it play up. Cantor. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's. I mean, I don't think we have anything else to say on this game. Uh, as far as game two going forward, I think this is going to be a lot closer to game one. Um, I, I think the. I ton- mean, yeah. There's not really much to go in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I, I mean, like, I, I just I just think Billy Donovan's a really great playoff coach. We saw this last year, right? Like, they got blown out by the, the Spurs last year in game one of the second round, and they kind of adjusted really well to that. And he, and he made great adjustments throughout the playoffs, like, I'm not sure if they're gonna they're gonna keep if they're gonna keep switching on pick and rolls. Um, I, I was listening to a to a practice interview with Billy Donovan, and he said they're they're probably not gonna do that anymore. Um, <laughs> and um, like apparently they weren't supposed to do that originally. Like they weren't supposed to yeah. switch the pick and rolls originally. So I don't know what happened there. Like if that was a miscommunication between Adams and Billy Donovan, or, or you know Cantor and Billy, what whatever it was. Like maybe it was just an in-game situation thing where they just felt like they had to switch. Uh, I don't know, like, but like apparently that wasn't the game plan going forward. But I, that's clearly not going to be the game plan now, right? Like, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be. Yeah. Um, and that opens up uh, a lot for the shooters, right? Like, like if 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 they're if they're not going to switch everything, that that makes the passing lanes a lot more open, and that makes like a hot night from Ryan Anderson and a hot night from Eric Gordon more prone to happen. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I mean, presumably they're going to stay at home, you know, uh, on on Harden more. I guess they're going to probably try to give him better coverage. I mean, you really can't leave Stephen Adams and Ennis Cantor alone with James Harden on an island. We saw what happened. Ennis <laughs> Cantor just got inverted. It was it was brutalizing. Oh, uh, so, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah they're going to have to do something new. Uh, <laughs> they're going to have to double James Harden, probably, like give that a go, and then we'll see if the other Rockets can make them pay for it. I mean, I, really, when it comes down to how playoff series tend to go is that one team... That one team plays their way and wins that way, then the other team tries to figure out how to counteract that, and eventually you can't make any more adjustments to counteract it. And it's a question of whether the Rockets can keep sending them new things they can't counteract or not. Uh, I, they ought to be able to. They're a better team. I think they've shown that, not just over game one, but over the course of the entire season. So uh, at this point, I think you definitely have to favor the Rockets in this series, which is uh, the, the the most lukewarm take of the century. But uh, Yeah, I, yeah. I think the Rockets are a better basketball team. That's just me. That's just my opinion. Like I'm not sure what you think. I'm not sure what anybody else thinks. I just have a feeling that they might be better at this, this whole basketball thing this year. Um, that, that's just my take. Yeah, I think that might be the case, uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what's going to happen uh, in the game tomorrow. You know, we 
they, hey, maybe maybe the Thunder will win that game. Nothing's off the table. It's the oh, playoffs. Um, Crazy th- things happen. This could still very well be a six game series. I'm not ruling that out at all. Like 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 the Rockets are probably not going to win the rebounding battle tomorrow. Like that that's that seems yeah. like that seems like something that the the, th- the Thunder are going to emphasize. I think they're going to play that Cantor and Adams at lineup a lot more because that seems to be a way that they could probably you know not not beat the Rockets but kind of. Uh, at least bully them a bit. Yeah, muck it up, right? Like the, the, that's that's the way they can kind of muck up the series. Um, they're really good when they try offensive rebounding everything and and try getting second chance points, right? Like that when you don't have shooters, like that's kind of the best the best thing to do, right? Offensive rebound everything, and that's kind of what the Rockets did because their shooters weren't making anything in, la- in the last game, and that's kind of why I think the Thunder are going to do this game, right? Like I like, I, I think they're going to try to go after every. Um, every shot Russ puts up, I, th- I think Adams and Cantor are going to be right there. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to play that 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 two big lineup. Even if they don't, um, they're definitely going to play Jeremy Grant a lot more. Uh, I, I think they they ought to because he's just um, a really good defender and I, and he's really athletic. Gives them a, a lot of vertical spacing that they didn't have before. Uh, I, I think I think they're just gonna they're just gonna try to play more to their game. Like I, I think they fell into the Rockets' hands a little bit in this series. Like they kind of overthought it in uh, trying to game plan for the shooters. But I I, I, th- I think next game I think they're gonna they're gonna dominate the glass a little bit more. And that's where the Rockets got to make their shots. And th- that's kind of where the series is up in the air. And that's kind of why we all predicted that making their threes is gonna be important, right? Like they may they might have gotten away with it this game, but they're probably gonna have to make. They're probably gonna have to do better than ten for thirty-three, right? Like Ryan Anderson's probably gonna have to make a lot more of his shots. Um, and uh, you know, Patrick Beverly has to continue his, his stellar play. I'm glad they got this. Uh, they got these these three games, these three days off because, like, man, Patrick Beverly got hit pretty hard on that screen. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> yeah, like he went down hard. People were like, "Why doesn't he get a concussion protocol? We need to, we need to, get, we need to figure this out." Is he okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like we need to get him to the bench and do that flashlight eye thing. Like, we need to like like stop the game. Like, put put him in bubble wrap. Do something. Like that. That looked really, really like awful. Like it. it it hurt me just watching that play. Like Adams clearly stuck his shoulder out there. Uh, it didn't get called, whatever. Um, but I mean, uh, Patrick Beverly got up. It seemed like he played a lot better after that. Um, I feel like it fired him up. Uh, Patrick Beverly is just weird that way. Um, but I'm glad they're getting this day off. Like maybe if he hurt his back there, um, you know, you can you can you know put some you can put some ice on it, put some heat on it, whatever, get better. Uh, and by the way, it looks like Harden's healthy. Like I, I have a feeling Harden's wrist is fine now. Like um, uh, he was making all his shots this game, and since I haven't put the stat up on Twitter yet, but he's been doing a lot better since they took that that game off. Uh, in I think it was Phoenix, right? Yeah, the, and since they took that yeah. game off in Phoenix, he's been playing a lot better. Like it looks like that wrist isn't bothering him at all. Like um, and it worried me there for a second when he when he came out with that quote saying the wrist is what it is. But I mean, it looks like it. He it looks like he's fine, and that's really encouraging for the Rockets. Yeah, he seems like he's back to form, which is really good for Houston and really bad for the Thunder. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna see. A pretty knockdown, dragout fight. I think tomorrow, if if the Thunder are going to make a counter punch, it's got to be tomorrow. You can't go down two one. You can't go down two zero in a series like this. You can't be the Celtics. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that. You uh, coming back from a two zero uh, deficit is really hard. 
like they're, the Thunder are not good enough. I think to pull off winning four and five games, I think you gotta you gotta win this one. Like if they don't come out with with you know, all guns blazing, they're up the creek. So we'll see we'll see how well they're able to do with that. Yeah, and I think Russ is gonna play a lot better. That's pretty much guaranteed, right? Like there's no way he could play worse than what he did um, on Sunday. Like I, and that's uh, that's a big that's a big thing for the Thunder if if he plays well. Like. The Thunder strategy is pretty much keep the game close so for, for the last five minutes you have a chance, right? Like, I, I don't think there's any way, you, there's any situation you can see the Thunder getting a large deficit, I mean, getting a large uh, lead over the Rockets. Like, I have a hard time uh, picturing that. But I, I think the strategy is, like, let's try to keep the game close to, to the last five minutes and let's, let Russ do his thing, right? Because that's kind of worked. That's kind of what's worked for them all season. I think that's probably what, what their best game plan is going forward. Yeah, I mean, one of the strengths is that Russ can seemingly just turn it on at the end. Like, I, I've joked around that uh, Russ has a special ability that any lead against his team only counts as one quarter in the last quarter. <laughs> like, if if you're up 10 against them, you're actually up, like, two or three because they'll just find a way to close it up somehow. They didn't in game one, but it was also just so far out of hand that there was not really a chance for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, and... and... We'll, we'll see what happens. Like, like I, I'm 99% sure that Thunder are going to come out a lot better than what they did on Sunday. It's pretty much impossible for them not to, uh, considering how awful they looked on Sunday. Um, I think they're going to be a lot better on the glass. I think Russ is going to be a lot better. I think the game is going to be a lot closer. Um, I, I still think this, this series is going to be compelling. Like, like for the national audience, like I, I don't think, like I don't think you guys are going to be missing out on any and on uh, what should be a fun series. I still think the series has the potential to be a lot of fun. Uh, I still think the potential for a Russ Harden duel is still very much on the table. Uh, just because Russ didn't play well in the first game, like like he's a superstar. He's 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 going he's gonna to bounce back and play awesome the next three games. Uh, and Harden should like. Like it's gonna be interesting to see how Harden responds to whatever the OKC does. OKC does next because I don't think they're gonna switch everything this time. But whatever they do, um, I think Harden's gonna be pretty well prepared for it because he's a very smart player. And yeah, I think the next game should be fun. I think it should be it should be close. Uh, and we're gonna be doing a lot of these podcasts after every game. Um, not it may not be right after every game, but it's gonna be in between uh, each game, and you'll be able to see get a podcast and get a preview for the next game. And yeah, guys, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Red Nation Who's Forest on Twitter at Donuts. And yeah, guys, good night. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.